Hi guys, welcome back to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Wirma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyons. Guys, we have a confession to make. This is the third time we are recording this episode. This is the episode that does not want to work technically. It does not want to get made, and we are going to forcibly midwife this into existence. <laughs> Seriously, we've had so many technology episodes. Oops, I just started Siri on my phone uh, when I said seriously. <laughs> Siri is sabotaging this because... Siri, seriously. <laughs> Nobody wants this to get made. Yeah, no, someone doesn't want us to talk about this episode. But guess what? We're, we're going to talk it. about this we're episode. Here. We're here and we're going to tell you the truth about Lucy is envious. Yes. Right. So it aired March 29th, 1954. And a little synopsis for you. When Lucy and Ethel accidentally pledge $500 each for a charity drive, they resort to dressing up like Martians on top of the Empire State Building as part of a publicity stunt for fast money. Fast money. Fast money. Best kind of money. They're always trying to get money. Get rich quick. They're all about that money. In this particular instance, it's like there's two separate stories because they get themselves into trouble where they owe $500 each for a charity. In one episode. Yeah. And then it feels like a second episode. Yeah. It's two half episodes. Yeah. (laughs) And the first, so the episode starts with Ricky and Lucy in bed reading the paper. Yeah. Matching PJs. I love it. Aw. I think when you get married, along with your certificate of marriage they also hand you matching pjs that'd be great i think that's how marriage works i mean that's why we're getting married right? it's worth <laughs> molly and i are gonna get married so we can get matching pjs for free it's Correct. worth getting married it's a that. government entitlement that's <laughs> honestly the only reason good reason i can think about for getting married but lucy's reading the newspaper and she's reading probably like the society section mm-hmm. and, and she's talking about these fabulous things that all these rich people are doing they have like an opera opening yeah and- and on all these beautiful events and fancy clothes. I equate it to like when you're looking at Instagram now and you're like, this person's on this amazing trip to Mexico and this person's doing that. And you get very envious. Envy. And that's when Ricky's like, why are you so envious of everyone? She's yeah. like, I just want to like go where they go and wear what they wear and do what they do. She's and having FOMO. Ricky tells her the only way to be happy is to be satisfied with what you've got. And like, Lucy, look to your left at the hunk of man in the twin bed next to you. Well, he literally has to say, because she's like, well, what do I got? He's like, you have me. (laughs) Yeah. She's she's really not feeling it. She's like, uh, they have money. Not really what I'm in the mood for. Thank you. (laughs) I'm taking you for granted currently. She's like, yes, and? And then something about the lap of luxury and then she's sitting on a very bony need yeah yeah i mean and like ricky does fine it's a bummer that she's so down on it but it's just like it's i mean it's never enough guys well and that's the thing that we've talked about across the show is that we really kind of move all about in terms of how successful they are because sometimes they're like buying their friends appliances and like throwing parties and then other times she's like i hate being poor yeah. and you're like i don't understand what you think poor is maybe ricky's just saving up for retirement i highly doubt that the tropicana has a um, retirement plan don't know what the pension's like yeah. for well maybe there's a union though perhaps maybe. a performing union could be a band leader union (laughs) but yeah then she in the paper she notices that cynthia harcourt is in town and cynthia harcourt is an old classmate of hers who is apparently a very rich lady yeah she's on the phone with cynthia harcourt yeah in the next scene Mm -hmm. and she has this beautiful transatlantic accent that only rich people have rich lady voice in addition to getting pjs when you get married when you also reach a certain level of income you also are taught this accent. The problem, I think, is actually before the episode started, Lucy has given Cynthia the impression that Ricky's a band leader 
just, you know, as a hobby. For fun. Oh, yeah, because she's, she's told Cynthia that Ricky has a sugar plantation in Cuba. Not true. Sure. <laughs> cool rumor she started. <laughs> rumors. Rumors about me. Yes. My passion includes spreading rumors about myself, a.k.a. lying. And then she tells Ricky that Cynthia somehow got the impression, like, she has no idea where it came from. Because I told her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you see in the, that in the scene when she's on the phone with uh, Cynthia, you see how she acts when she's with her. Yeah. You know, she starts picking up the accent like her and making up all these things. Like Cynthia's asking her how many servants she has and Lucy's like eight. She's <laughs> like, oh, I couldn't possibly. Um, <laughs> far too few. Yeah, so Cynthia is played by Mary Jane Croft, who actually plays a character named Mary Jane and one of Lucy's best friends in her later shows, Here, Lucy, and The Lucy Show. Oh, lifelong friend. And Viv. Viv came along for that, too. Our queen. Yeah, yeah so they won't be as antagonistic as they are in this episode. Mm. Well, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think Cynthia realizes that she's an antagonist. She just thinks everyone's as rich as her. God, what a way to go through life. <laughs> right? So she is on the phone with her and she's trying to drum up donations for mm. like an, an alumni a charity be- benefit and so she says to lucy she's like some of the people we went to school with aren't even giving that much so if you've already given too much which is sort of what lucy leads her to believe that she's done all of her donating for the year and that's why she can't i'm tapped out yeah but she's like well i mean some people are only giving five hundred right but that's but we not don't know clear. that yet that is not clear to lucy and lucy's like well i could spare five dollars which is where the entire misunderstanding comes from yes right. because rich people five hundred dollars is the same as five dollars to them right yes but so ethel comes in and lucy mentions cynthia harcourt and ethel's like oh my god you know her mm-hmm. and apparently so she's just like she must just be like a socialite and they were able to figure out where cynthia was staying because it's like in the paper please respect her rich girl privacy <laughs> and not publish where she's staying in the she's, paper she's staying in the penthouse of the a pen- fancy place yeah and ethel's like i want to see what a penthouse looks like the other thing do you blame her i mean no <laughs> uh and then so they get off the phone and then Lucy's like kind of agreed to, to give the money, but she said, I'll drop off the check. Right. And Cynthia hasn't mentioned where she's staying. They're able to look it up in the newspaper, but Cynthia doesn't know that. I think Cynthia wants to see where Lucy lives. So she shows up. No one should show up at anyone's house out of the blue. Uninvited. I guess how that's how posh. it used to be back in the see, day. See, I'm the opposite. Where, like, I like a good old-fashioned drop-by. A drop-in? Yeah. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I wish people did that more often. Like They don't anymore. I think People think it's rude. Yeah. I love it I'm, I'm always the friend and a lot of my friends don't like this you guys might be two of them where i'll be like i'm in the neighborhood can i come by i don't mind if it's like i have 10 minutes you know you're like oh i'll be there in 10 minutes but i don't like if someone just shows up at my door because right. who knows what i'm doing i'm probably drinking wine or coffee or water on my couch and you're like watching I someone tv see me drinking coffee <laughs> someone see me imbibing and water no but i like to because like what if the place is a mess you know mm-hmm. i'm the queen of being like, oh, I was just in the neighborhood. And but I I'd pop it. in. So Cynthia pops in. Lucy has to make up a bunch of lies about where her servants are. Well, Cynthia says something so shady. She's like, oh, well, with this tiny place and being married to a band leader. <laughs> and then Lucy's like, oh, well, this is just our, our town home. Yeah, it's Ricky's coat closet, basically. <laughs> and I just got so mad and fired all the servants. They just left. <laughs> Every day that happens. <laughs> Every morning I fire all the servants and that's why there's never any here. Right, Ethel? That's what's happened. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we shouldn't make Ethel have to pretend to be her maid or something. Oh, oh that's so would have oh, happened. Right? That would have been very Will and Grace when Karen and Rosario switch places. <laughs> right? 
And she's like, pretends to be a humble housekeeper and Rosario like slaps her. (laughs) (laughs) What goes around comes around, baby. Yeah, Cynthia comes in and she's kind of shady. She's asking about vacation homes. Oh, yeah. So Lucy has this really brilliant tactic because she says that this is just their townhouse and they have a place in the country. And then Cynthia's like, well, where's your place? And then Lucy's like, well, where's yours? (laughs) Yeah. So Lucy knows she doesn't say the exact same thing she does because that would totally happen. And then they have a Florida place as well. Well, so Cynthia Cynthia tells her that their country home is in Bucks County. Um, Bucks County. Well, and then Lucy's like, well, yes, we're in Westchester. (laughs) Different directions. Bucks County is in Pennsylvania. Westchester is north of the city. And so the reason she says that sounds like our country home is because she's like just painting this picture of this elaborate country estate where she's like, we have tennis courts courts and a pool. Horses and an amusement park. (laughs) What else did she lie about? All of it. (laughs) And then she's like, well, I don't even know how much time we're going to spend there because Cynthia's like, oh, well, we'd love to come visit. She's like, yeah, well, I don't know how much we're going to be there this year. We'll be in Florida. You're going to Florida. Florida, I guess, used to be glam. Used to be chic. And I'm not saying that there aren't currently chic parts of Florida. There's Miami. <laughs> yeah, it used to be the place to go. Yes. So she then asks her, do you go to Miami or West Palm Beach? Lucy goes, well, where do you go? She goes to Miami. Yeah. So Lucy goes to West Palm Beach. Brilliant. Wherever Cynthia is not. And she's like, well, where do you dock your yacht? <laughs> Rich people promise. Oh my God, I sunk my yacht yesterday. It's terrible. I don't know. Good it- thing I have multiple. <laughs> My backup yacht is ready to roll. (laughs) So basically, Lucy's told Ethel that she just pledged $5. So Ethel wants to get in on it too and impress Cynthia Harcourt and, you know, play with the big girls. Even though Cynthia Harcourt, like, can't get her name right. Yeah, she calls her Mrs. Hertz. (laughs) So at a point, they've now made two pledges of $500, unbeknownst to them. And when Mrs. Harcourt tries to collect, they don't have the the money because she thought it was five hundred dollars she's like oh well surely you didn't think i meant five thousand or not five dollars <laughs> oh god <laughs> they end up then digging through the couch cushions right because they can't give harcourt the money now because they have a business manager obviously who needs to sign the check yes and and ethel uses that one too because of the handwriting right i really like his handwriting she likes calligraphy what can i say (laughs) yeah lucy is rifling through the couch trying to find change i like that she was delicate about it it was like her knees were on a pillow yes Mm -hmm. that's true (laughs) the bony knees and she lap of luxury she was calling it the local branch of the first national couch (laughs) also they check little ricky's piggy bank big ricky's just put three ious in there so Rude. <laughs> so rude. Um, yeah, little Ricky can't go to college with that money. <laughs> little Ricky's not going to go to college. Um, He's a star. Let's all just embrace it right now. How do you think the IOUs came about? He decided to give him a birthday gift and didn't have any cash. I bet he, what, but what would Ricky borrow money for? I think he was like probably like running out to get a pack of smokes and was like, oh, I don't have cash. I'll take it from the kid and then remind myself to. Right, right. So then the girls are trying to figure out another way to make money quick and they see an ad in the newspaper. Yes. Looking for brave girls. Girls with courage. Is that right? Girls yeah. with courage. Two girls with courage. That uh, could be anything. Makes me nervous. Like, what would you, if you saw an ad like that, what would you think it was for? Jumping off a building? I don't know. Guy diving. I was going to say something, yeah. Something I, tall, which is close to what they end up doing. 
Right. Or something where... Tall. Something tall. Something tall. A tree. As a short person, like, that's your your (laughs) Over six feet. Point of fear. But I I think it's also, like, I could see it being, like... I don't know why I'm imagining, like, a magician's assistant, or they're going to saw you in the Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Shooting an apple off your head. Well, we... And we already did that in an episode. Yeah. Yeah, of course, my mind goes to anything, like, casting couch. Or, like, something racy. They sort of, like, suggested that, too, when he shows up, he's like, where are the girls? And they're like, where are the girls? And he's like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you div- sparks. If you divide the world into boys versus girls, they're girls. Correct. I mean, I, I, you're not going to see me casting any shade on their ability to be girls <laughs> with courage. I think they fit we're all girls we are um they also discard the ad for boxing three rounds with a kangaroo oh and i also thought that they were going to end up working for cynthia somehow like oh that would have been fun yeah that would have been a brilliant okay that would have made it like a full episode right because then couldn't you see them like trying to disguise themselves so like cynthia didn't see them because they still want the money yeah but they want to preserve what what cynthia thinks of them right like a cater waiter situation or something yeah be s- that would be so fun. Instead, we take a sharp left turn <laughs> to episode two of this episode, <laughs> uh, where we meet Al Sparks, ad man, man he, for the movies, for the motion, for pictures. the pictures, for the talkies. He's played by Herb Vigren, who has done six appearances on the Lucy Show. So he's a regular. Yeah, he's looking for two girls with courage. To dress up as Martians. Martians and scare some tourists. Great. <laughs> Honestly, I love it. It's like guerrilla marketing in a yeah. way. Like our Los Angeles listeners will know, like they would have for the For Your Consideration campaign for Handmaid's Tale, they had um, women dressed as handmaids walking around town. I remember being at brunch on like Third Street and like looking out and they're walking by and I'm like, oh God. It's a bunch of women in the bonnets. Yeah. It's actually terrifying. It yeah. is really scary. So I think like, you know, who knows? Maybe the Handmaid's Tale. Uh, publicity team got some inspiration from this episode. Yeah. Well, another show that I think, whether it was intentional or not, definitely was uh, similar to this idea was the pilot of Broad City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the two the two ladies on Broad City specifically need money because they want to go to, what is it? like? A- they want to go to the Alowain pop-up concert. Yeah. Correct. Which, like, I would want to go to that, too. So they're trying to get money to buy tickets. They follow up on an ad they saw on Craigslist to clean someone's house. And it gets weirder from there where it's Fred Armisen as a giant baby and he wants to watch them, like, clean his house in their underwear. And then he doesn't have money in the end. He goes, I'm a baby. I don't have any money. <laughs> so they, I think they steal stuff from his apartment as their Which payment. Which is how I get away with not paying for anything. <laughs> I'm a baby. I don't have any money. <laughs> Always relevant. Classic. Um, well, little Ricky definitely doesn't have any money. Correct. Also, babies have. Oh, money. poor little Ricky. He totally does. Oh my god, he grew up to be Fred Armisen on Broad City. <laughs> oh my it god. all makes sense. He's been now. traumatized, and he's he's Arrested Development at, at, at that age. So now we travel to a new set. The Empire State Building. I've never been to the Empire State Building. Does it look accurate, accurate guys? Yeah. You know, I think if I've been to the top, I was very young, and I don't recall. It did remind me of the scene in Sleepless in Seattle at the yeah. end when they're on the roof. Did they actually shoot that on the roof? Uh, I think it was a set. I think it was a set. But I'm not sure. But yeah, the Empire State Building set was interesting. I thought for sure there'd be some sort of like wind situation going on. Would have been yeah. More realistic. Yeah, yeah, like a little little fan going on. Get their Beyonce on with the hair. Yeah. Uh, Instead, it just looks like there's a jungle gym on top of this like observation deck. Yeah. It honestly looks like a prison, it like kind in of. a way. <laughs> I think if it was a modern episode, they would have had more of an establishing shot, and they would have yeah. shown you like the scope of because Lucy and Ethel are 
truly scaling the side of a very tall building. And <laughs> no big deal. Like, no harnesses. There's no anything. sense of danger They're at all. fantastic outfits. Oh, my gosh. So, the but, courage, I think, involved climbing, and you never really address that once they're there. Then it seems like it's all about the interaction between the and people. The weird voices and sounds. Yeah. yeah. It would have been fun to see, like, Ethel and Lucy, like, freaking out a little bit by being, you know, at the top of the Empire State Building. Yeah. Um, on the edge. Right. How did they get up there? Is it, like, Casual. a helicopter? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And they're also wearing these costumes that are truly human clothing. <laughs> And not really and alien then, clothing. Yeah, the, and like these big but also human like noses. Long yeah. skinny noses and like bee antennas. <laughs> they look like just like a weird Halloween costume for like yeah. a bunny. Honestly, the Martian costumes are good Halloween inspiration. Yeah. In case you're looking for a last minute costume, throw yeah. this together. Yeah, right. But the ladies are at the top of the building and they're all these tourists at the top. Mm, from and, Kansas. Yeah, because they can't see Wichita from there. They thought they might. They can't. It's a tall <laughs> building, but not that tall. Not tall enough. Not tall enough to see the whole country. No, not even half of it. <laughs> big country Can you see it. Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's right there. It's right there, right over the river. So, Adman is up on the roof. Al Sparks. Yeah, he needs to provide context for what's about to happen. Because they're, okay, so they're promoting a movie called Women from Mars. Mm. Or Maids from Mars? No, Women from Mars. Men are are from Venus, I think, in this instance. Oh, interesting curveball. That is an inversion from (laughs) how we understand it now. I'm from Jupiter. I wonder if it was a real movie, but I haven't found anything well apparently like at this point in time science fiction was very popular it feels like Twilight Zone yeah totally and so I think it's I Love Lucy the as a staff trying to lean into the trends of the time and so that's why it's Jess Oppenheimer's least favorite episode because it's like the least in line with the world of the show and it feels very unrealistic to him I agree Jess (laughs) I agree that it's a little unrealistic so the women, they have their own language, which I actually think is super fun. Was the best. Beep, they sounded like Sims. Yeah. And also, I like how they pretended to understand each other, slash, probably did understand gonna, each other. <laughs> I was going to say, they totally know what the other is saying. <laughs> um, that was so much fun. I love those noises. And then. Even in the next scene when they come home after, which by the way, like, did they take a cab to the Empire State Building and take a cab back? But it's just funny to think of them like walking around town in their Martian costumes. Like sometimes I've seen the guy who plays Superman on Hollywood Boulevard. I've seen him walking up uh, Highland to walk to work. Yeah, I've seen that Elvis impersonator at the grocery store. I saw Michael Jackson impersonator at Trader Joe's. And it's just so funny to see something like that out of context. Hollywood's full of celebrities. It's like, it was, it's like the thing in Mean Girls, but it's like seeing a teacher outside of school is like watching an animal walk on a time. Yes. (laughs) The girls end up back at the apartment and they've gotten a lot of press. They've gotten some money. They got the $500. They're still playing to the character. Mm-hmm. Then Ethel has a realization. What if there was some awful coincidence and they dressed up as aliens the same day that real aliens came down and invaded the planet? And so now we don't know. It's a government thing. <laughs> the government is covering this up. Well, because like all of these, there were all these reports in the paper where like someone saw 20 of us out in Connecticut and it seems very suspicious to Ethel. It's like, there's just too many sightings. <laughs> there's just two Martian ladies. And yet they're everywhere. Like, I get it. I get why she's concerned. 
Yeah. She's not wrong. She's freaking out a little bit. Then they also figure out that they can't tell anybody now. So they're on edge and they think that there might be real Martians around. And they're acting weird. And oh, yeah. Then, and Ricky saw Lucy acting as an alien as well. Yeah. So oh, he's she aware. Came home. Yeah. She came home and was like, she was like, beep, boop, beep, 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 in, her, in her bedroom, just like going to see out. little Ricky. Yeah. Or like getting undressed in the closet with like, mama's an alien. Scaring the baby. So Ricky. And Fred, it seems, come up with this plot to scare Lucy and Ethel. So they also dress up as Martians. And theirs is much more, like, astronaut chic, is what I Yeah. Say. They look like they're wearing, like, masks. Definitely, like, weird, scary, like, presidential, like, Richard Nixon masks. Oh, yeah. Or, like, just, like, a weird, ugly, old white man. Honestly, it just looks like Fred masks. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> So they scare Lucy and Ethel. They want to call the police, but they realize they can't because they'd have to admit that they dressed up as fake Martians first and created this entire conspiracy. This is a whole different episode. Now I'm wondering, I'm like, did Al Sparks tell them they could tell no one? Like maybe Al Sparks was like, I will murder you if you... They already got the money. They can do whatever they want. I don't know. Well, also, we never we never resolve that. We never see Cynthia again. We assume right. that she got the money. <laughs> so, yeah, the boys come and scare them. And then instead of revealing to the ladies in the moment, it, they do it later at dinner. Right. The girls are just, like, losing their minds. and They're, they're really nervous. freaked out. Yeah. yeah, they're freaking out. And then... <laughs> it's so strange. They open up their napkins, and they find money in their napkins. And the boys just start chuckling. And yeah. making the sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here's where we are confused. We're all confused, right? <laughs> it's the weirdest ending. Yeah, not a great reveal, because it reveals nothing to anyone. <laughs> where did the money in the napkin come from? And also, like, how did... Fred and Ricky know that the girls got paid, got paid for doing the right. alien thing. Did he find the same ad? Or did they just give them money? Or, like, I don't understand what they're saying. And also, like, how did the girls getting money in their napkins make them realize, oh, those Martians were, in fact, our husbands? Right. Like, I don't understand the connection at all. And I feel like, are we missing something? <laughs> if you guys have any other ideas for, like, what the ending means like let us know because we're just not comprehending we're missing something truly yeah <laughs> it didn't seem to tie up correctly no but they were just like ah, and then she like hit him with the napkin Aww. and dropped it it was a reach it does feel like a reach there's no explanation no characters really telling any other character anything it's just a big mystery unless there's like a pivotal scene that was cut out but it feels like the ending wraps up pretty uninterrupted yeah unless there was a scene with like al spark and Ricky where he runs into him in the building and Al explains the whole thing. I yeah. don't know how Ricky figured it that out. That is, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're missing a piece. Unless there was like something about the movie, like the movie coming out and being right. like, this is what it was. Why wouldn't the girls know about it? I yeah, don't know. And, and where did Ricky and Fred get those costumes? Wait, but I think they did say at the end, they talk about women from Mars at the end. I thought they talked about the sightings. Oh, okay. And they were like, they found out it was publicity well, for men from Mars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, They announced that that's what that all was. But yeah, it just seems like a weird, and, and especially because so many of these episodes end with like Ricky just paying for things. I'm like, wait, why is he just throwing money on the table? <laughs> like, what? What? Like, yeah. are they, is he now going to pay Cynthia? Like, 
Did I they think they already, already paid Cynthia. Like, it's where just, did Cynthia go? Right. <laughs> also, don't they get to go to this fundraiser? I don't. I don't know. I would would have wanted to go to that. Like, what if the silent auction or whatever, where they had to give money? I don't know. It was an interesting and funny episode at the top, and then the the ending definitely needed some explanation. Yeah, there could. I think it could have been two different episodes. Yeah, well, totally. And the fact that it's called Lucy is envious, and we end with Martians and confusion. What? <laughs> like, what's happening? Oh, I, oh, and I totally forgot about the envy element already. Right? See? Yeah. It's like, I wish I was a, an alien because I'm envious of their out-of-this-world lifestyle. What? Like, yeah. what are we saying? This is a weird episode. And we didn't really go into... I mean, she is envious at the top of, like, the opera people and the rich people and everything and the yachts and the servants. But she doesn't get any of that at the end. She doesn't even try to get any of it. It's more like Lucy makes a pledge. <laughs> Lucy bit off more than she could chew. Classic. Classic Lucy. Like, this episode should be titled, like, Paranoid in the City. Like, right. what? It's so weird. Lucy scales a building. That's Look, good. we had fun. I love the noises. Because I, I do think, like you did, like you said, it sounds like Sims. It sounds like weird noises that I would make as a little, as a little girl. Yeah. It, it was very familiar and silly and goofy in a way that I enjoyed. But I just didn't understand why we were there. No. Yeah. Or where we ended up afterwards. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, please let us know if you have any thoughts on the ending. Like, because we just like don't understand. Yeah, maybe there is a scene missing. There's also apparently, and this is in episodes that we have missed because of, based on how stuff streams. But the words that they make up while they're like aliens, those are things that are made up words they've used in other parts. Oh, of, that's so fun uh, of the series. Yeah, so, that's a cute Easter egg. It right. still doesn't really help with why we're there truly not at all uh, but it's like oh they're consistent in their nonsense words when they said like oh doncy is a word my my grandmother made up for when right. feeling off right. like they they have things throughout where they're just made up words that they said oh it's um the words sound like zorch and go blutes and like all these things trummeling these are things that they've mentioned at other points so the other thing about these outfits like the martian look they made lucy and ethel dolls in these outfits oh my gosh mattel made a series of lucy inspired dolls Mm -hmm. and this is the only instance where the lucy and ethel dolls were not full barbie sized dolls they were made with kelly that's so fun i feel like even mattel was like this episode feels like this doesn't belong here (laughs) we're gonna make mini dolls because it doesn't feel like they deserve full dolls we're not gonna go whole hog on this yeah we don't get it Yeah. So please tell us if you have any thoughts or feelings about this episode, because we had a lot of feelings. A lot of confused confused feelings is what I would say. Um, And yeah, if you are enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and rate us. You can find us on Instagram at We Love Lucy Podcast. On Twitter at We Love Lucy Pod. We're on Facebook at We Love Lucy Podcast. And as always, you can reach us via email at We Love Lucy Pod at gmail.com. Bye, Lucy. See you guys next time.